Hi everyone, this is Danny. And this is Sharissa, ready to bring you Looking Up. Starting right after this song. In storms you stand in full control Death looks like an empty grave Fear looks like a giant slain Trials look like gifts of grace When I look to Jesus 
like a sunflower Keep your eyes on me I will give you life I have set you free everyone it is that time every week where we are up to the looking up show and that was a new intro a special welcome to all of our listeners and of course here in studio i am joined by the wonderful pastor danny how are you pastor danny i am praising the lord and so glad to be on the air yes we'll talk about that <laughs> and of course we are kept alive and in control oh, we're very by, much alive by the wonderful show oh, the our wonderful. producer here in studio and so uh, I, I guess you said what you said just there because of the outage, which we have to talk about because oh, it's literally hot off. It's the hot press. off the press. Hot off the press. <laughs> but uh, we're going to be talking about a whole lot more in this program. Oh, we always have lots to talk about in the have Looking Up mercy. show. Oh, so today, what are we talking about, Pastor? Well, we've got a lot to catch up on, like yeah, two weeks do. worth, because we weren't able to be here last week. That's so true. yeah, there's there's tons going on on the political, the religious, the economic. The social side. I mean, literally, it's. I'm all really just looking happening. forward it's to just... what's happening because I have no idea what happened today. <laughs> I didn't have any access to the news. So did it little... feel good? It actually did. <laughs> Peace and quiet. Yeah, it was really good. But I'm looking forward to our, our topic, and we have a Bible study mm. thrown in the mix there as we well. Will. This program is all dedicated to to current events as mm. they relate to Bible prophecy. We love talking about what the Bible has to say because this book, even though it's so ancient, it is so relevant Amen. and it's it's written for us today amazing so uh we'd love to hear from you today is a live broadcast it's wednesday the 8th of november and uh if you have a comment or a question maybe even a prayer request we'd love to hear from you our studio number which you can text us on is 0488-817-624. Uh, you can't call us because we don't have the personnel to answer all your calls, but we can take your text messages and we would love to hear from you. 0488-817-624. And there'll be a little giveaway, which uh, we'll let you know a little bit more about later on in the program. I would like to also remind you that past episodes of this broadcast, but Every other program on this station can be accessed through the Faith FM website, faithfm.com.au. If you haven't checked it out, please do so. In fact, if you haven't downloaded the Faith FM app, you want to look into that because sometimes the towers don't give you the best coverage in certain parts of the Sometimes they don't give you any coverage. <laughs> that is true. And if you've had the Optus outage, you know how frustrating it can be. So, so download the app. And as long as Optus hasn't uh, gone on the blink, <laughs> you can have uninterrupted service um, listening to this, yeah, listening to Faith FM. And you can, yeah, browse all the programs there. As much as you like. Well, we're going to listen to a song that Shell has selected for us by Vocal Point. I like the title. I don't know what it is, but it's entitled I Stand All Amazed. So let's enjoy this. Offers me 
just at the grace that so fully He proffers me. Wonderful.
As Vocal Point, I stand all amazed and you are listening to a live broadcast of the Looking Up program on Wednesday the 8th of November and we're so glad that you're joining us today. Our studio number here is 0488-817-624. If you have a comment, question or a prayer request, something you'd like us to talk about, please let us know. And in the meantime, uh, before I let you know about a prize, which will come a bit later in the program, we have some exciting things to remind you about. Some programs that could be happening in a in a venue near you. The first one is underway right now at 105 Lindsay Street, Hamilton. It's being held in the Hamilton Community Hall there in the Seventh-day Adventist Church facility. It's called the Discover Hope Series with Pastor Danny. Mm, I know. I've just so (laughs) enjoyed my journey there with my Hamilton friends. Uh, Amen. And tonight... You're actually yes. going to be addressing a very important I am topic. an extremely important subject. So, wow. What time will it start? Well, 6.30 tonight, so straight after the program finishes. We are on the road. We are on the road, hoping for no traffic. Amen. <laughs> so, yeah, tonight um, we're going to be taking a look at um, solving the riddle of... Uh, of um, the mystery. The mystery of death. Mm, so Solving that would be the really, mystery of really death. So exciting. This is huge. This is huge because we're going to take a look at... Um, uh, some of the things that we've talked about on the show, we're going to yep. be taking a look at not just uh, what the Bible has to say in connection with this, but what we are currently seeing taking place, not only in the religious world, but in the entertainment industry that is setting the world mm-hmm. up for the final showdown, which is what we talk about all the time. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. this is extremely irrelevant and important, absolutely huge. Right. So that's tonight, 6.30 p.m. in 105 Lindsay Street, Hamilton, the Community Hall of the Seventh-day Adventist Church facility there. And it's continuing on it's continuing. Friday night as well. Right. Another riddle we're going to look to get to the bottom of, solving okay. the riddle of religious confusion. Now, i got a hunch there's a lot of listeners out there thinking, that's one I'd really like to hear yeah, too. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, come on over. It's free for all and we'd love to have you there. And then uh, you're did finishing you say, up. Did you say it's going to be a free for all? <laughs> I did. What does no, it? no. <laughs> a free for all is like... All out mayhem, like a oh, bit sorry. Like, like on the sporting I meant field. Like it's free like for all of, of you origin. who attend. <laughs> state of origin when the blues and the no, it's not going to be like a free for all. <laughs> sorry, I learned no, no. something live. There you go. <laughs> but then you're finishing up on Saturday. Yes. At uh, two sessions, one at ten a.m., the other at eleven, mm-hmm. I believe, quarter That's past right. eleven. Living the Abundant Life and oh, Walking I love with this Jesus. Subject. I love the subject. So living the abundant life, we're going to talk about holistic health and well-being. Well, okay. God's plan is for us. All and right. so that's one of my favorite topics. So I'm going to be like... Buzzing. Buzzing. Like I'm going to be so <laughs> buzzing. It's just All right. it's going to be hard to handle. So, um, yeah. So that, that, and then there's one more to finish. Yes, Walking with Jesus. Walking with Jesus. How to have a relationship with Jesus. Beautiful. And how to make that commitment whatever your journey is at so those two are very important subjects so we finish off there and then plunge into another series the following well, week. well that's right and i've got another here brochure here of another series you're about to do signs of the times 
Uh, these look like interesting topics too. Jesus, Jerusalem and the end, the perils of progress and prosperity, a world on the brink, seconds to midnight. Ah, I've heard you talk yes, like that before. Have. Peace in the Middle East and the final showdown. Wow, these are all Saturday events at 11 a.m. being held in the Bullaroo Seventh-day Adventist Church, 54 Lakeview Street, Spears Point. That's my home church. There you go. That's what I do also on the side. Wow. So if you'd like yeah. more information on either of these events, go to discoverhope.life. And, uh, yeah, you can come. And we've got a Facebook page. Friends. Oh, yeah? I managed to get a Facebook page. Well, not me, but I've got my, my, my friend Bevan, my friend Bevan, <laughs> who looks after the website. And um, so he put together a Facebook page so you can go to Discover Hope. On Facebook. On Facebook. Wonderful. Can you believe it? That's amazing. Well, God willing, no one will have an outage so that they can go to the website mm, and I check know. it out because I haven't been able to look at anything today. Oh, how have you coped? It's actually been refreshing. You're a millennial. You're a millennial. Like um, Shell and I, we're Gen Xers. Uh-huh. Um, and so we're, we're kind of used to life without the internet, life without, life without mobile phones, you know, life with life without social media and all that. But you've kind of grown up with a smartphone in your back pocket and a computer Uh, and a laptop, kind of. Kind of, very kind of. Like you would have gone to school with computers. Yeah, we had computers. I went to a school, primary school, where there were no computers. Wow. Where we had those typewriters that you go, ding, 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 ding. Shell, do you remember those days? Shell even remembers like days, well, I won't put words into your mouth, Shell. What kind of days do you remember? Because I could get myself into a lot of... I could find myself outaged. <laughs> I was too young when they were still using typewriters, but I was at school still, but just in too too young of a grade for them to teach it to us. But I do remember when they took us into the computer room and we're so excited. <laughs> oh, this is going to be the new... This is the new stuff. Was that in got, primary school or high school? We've got computers. It was in... Well, in America, we have junior high, so okay. I think it was in junior high. Yeah, yeah. so not in, not in the, like, primary, what we would say primary. Yeah. No. The, no. It would have been, like, year six or seven, eight, somewhere in there. Wow, yeah. wow. So well, there you go. So have you ever used a typewriter, Sharissa? No, do you know what a typewriter I is? I do. But have you ever used one of those, the clunky ones? My where mom might have had one. Pen- I think my parents had one <laughs> that we played with, but I never had to use it for anything. In well, there you go. So tell us, tell us, how, how was it? How was it? Oh, yeah. Those well, hours of, of peace and quiet. For me, and I'd love to hear if any of our listeners want to share how your mm. day's been without, uh, mm, without send coverage. Send us a message. We want to hear. Yeah. We want to hear. Zero four eight 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 one seven six two four. Yeah, we couldn't text anyone we couldn't call anyone my husband and i thought well maybe it's us so we thought we'll go down to mcdonald's and use the free wi-fi we got there and he went in and he's they told him no ours is out too because they're with optus <laughs> Loptus, so, my sister my sister who worked with optus yeah my older sister rachel she worked for optus and she nicknamed it floptus oh and it literally is flopped today um, was floptus on show but anyway was, so, yeah. so what happened you went to mcdonald's and yeah when we discovered it was you know lots mm. of people experiencing what we did we felt better and we just relaxed and thought it'll come back and wow. it is imagine life without the internet it's i mean I, we, we just had half a day of it yeah and well i actually thought because we talked about you know we, two weeks ago two we weeks talked ago, about we talked this. about the, literally you know, the potential for cyber attacks yes and, you know they cut the, the, or, the cables. Or an underwater <laughs> volcano yeah. or some kind of eruption yeah, that or would earthquake or anything yeah yeah and so i thought that was my first thought this morning that, oh, maybe there's been some disaster and that's why the cables aren't working. But anyway, 
Turns out, as we read in the news now that we have coverage, <laughs> that it was an, an upgrade that yeah. happened that caused the software update. Yeah. yeah. Look, I, I, I mean, you know, how, how does this happen? I mean, if this happened to Danny and his computer, everyone would understand because Danny's got no idea. But these people, like there are people that are paid lots of money to ensure that this kind of stuff doesn't happen. Human and, error. Um, human, human error. Human error. It's just incredible. And you think about it, how how we're linked. And so, you yeah. know, I feel sorry for the... Well, fortunately, the teenagers, they were pretty much at school today. Today's a school day. Today was not a Saturday or a Sunday. Could you imagine the teens without TikTok, some of them, <laughs> um, you know, for, for this period of time? I would actually love to hear how they experienced yes. today. <laughs> what was different? How did it feel? So if there's a teen out there listening, well, no, you would have been at school. And these days, praise the Lord, they're banned. That's true. You, you're not allowed to have your mobile phone with you during you know during school hours from nine till three yeah so that would have been fine oh they wouldn't have been fine getting to school that first period of that would have been a bit rough but apart from that so yeah that was interesting yeah well shall we dive in well shall we shall we all right so apart from um outages um there's some there's a lot of other big things making news headlines um well a couple of weeks ago i guess now we had um Mike Johnson, uh-huh. who became the new Speaker of the House. Mm. Okay. And Shell informed us that um, Maca- McCarthy, what was it? Um, what was his first name? McCarthy something? Kevin. Kevin, that's it. Kevin McCarthy. He was the first House Speaker that was ousted in the history of the United States. Okay. And we're dealing with a history of about 250 odd years that the House has been running. The people's house, as they call it. And so this was historic, huge. We're going to talk about historic, historic. That's going to become like a boring word. It's going to become like the word of the year this year because there's so many things that are historic that we're going to be just talking about today. Anyway, it's really interesting that he is considered to be the most evangelically Christian house speaker that they've had in their history. Wow. Yeah. So he is he is as Christian as Christian can That's be. That's very interesting. His, his outward in his Christian um, um, persona and his show and so on and so forth. He hasn't been around for long. He was only elected only a few years ago, maybe I don't know five, six, seven, eight years ago, not very long. But um, in his in his opening address, and I listened to it, goes for about ten minutes or so. He said a couple of very interesting things and. Um, pricked my ears because I'm thinking of everything from a prophetic point of view. Mm. And we know that prophecy tells us that church and state are going to be in bed together at the end of time. Yeah. Okay. And we've got the Christian nationalists in the United States of America, and they're really pushing gun-ho yep. for the United States to become more of a Christian nation to go back to its roots. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. So these are a couple of things that he shared. He talked about... And I'll just read a little bit here from his speech. He says, um, I want to thank my dedicated wife of almost 25 years, Kelly. She's not here. We couldn't get a flight in time. Then he goes on. This happened sort of suddenly, but we're going to celebrate soon. Notice what she says. Notice what he says next. She spent the last couple of weeks on her knees in prayer to the Lord, and she's a little worn out. We all are. Okay. So that was one thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Very much. Very much. He wears his Christianity um on his sleeve as they say yeah now let me share with you where did i put this here um i know i had something here i must have i wonder what i did with that must have been somewhere else anyway let me see if i can find it here okay 
He then goes on and he says, he says, um, I want to tell all my colleagues here what I told the Republicans in that room last night. Okay, so they've got mm-hmm. their Republican Party room where they thrashed out who's going to be the next speaker. You know, this has been going on this saga for a couple of weeks. You know, the the whole thing's been a stalemate, and basically the U.S. Congress has been in the freezer, not able to do anything because until you have a House Speaker, you can't pass any legislation. Yeah. Anyway, he goes on. He says, "Listen to this." I don't believe there are any coincidences in a manner like this. I believe that scripture, the Bible is very clear that God is the one that raises up those in authority. Hmm. That's using Daniel 2 language. Daniel 2, God raises up kings and he brings kings down. He raised up each of you, all of us, and I believe... So he's talking to Democrats... Republicans, what the a whole house. Meeting. The it's like whole a church house. meeting. This is a church. 435 representatives, okay, wow. of the US people. He raised up each of you, all of us, and I believe that God has ordained and allowed each one of us to be brought here for this specific moment in this time. Mm. What does that remind you of? For such a, a time, time as this. this. Yeah. Who's, who said that Esther to who? Said Mordecai that. said that to Esther. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, right. Mordecai said to that. God has raised you up for such, such a, a time, time as this. this. And he's saying that God has raised you up and me, all of us, for such a time as this when mm. our nation is on the brink. Mm. Uh, and he goes on and he talks about that. Now, this is very exciting. Let me continue on. Um, and I believe that God is ordained. He says, this is my belief. Yeah. I believe that each one of us has a huge responsibility today to use the gifts that God has given us to serve the extraordinary people of this great country, and they deserve it, and to ensure that our republic remains standing as the great beacon of light and hope and freedom in a world that desperately needs it. Mm. And what did you want to say before I go on? No, for I was just saying, this is amazing. This is, this, this is. This is very exciting. This is very exciting. And it's particularly exciting because of why? The reason is the Bible says the United States will be the epicenter of Bible prophecy. In Revelation mm-hmm. 13, we mm-hmm. read that. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says that at a time of crisis, the people are going to call upon their leaders to legislate to, to legislate and turn the nation back to God because we've thrown God out the window and we need God back in the we need God back in the courtroom we need God back in government we need God back in the classroom we need God back on the streets because we are going down the wrong road yeah to that's amazing that's he amazing. goes on let, let me just illustrate that because I know we're about to run out of time he says, it was in 1962 that our national motto, In God We Trust, was adorned above the rostrum. And if you look at the little guide that they give to us and continue, who, okay, I want to move on past that. He says, these words were placed here above us. This motto was placed here as a rebuke to the Cold War era philosophy of the Soviet Union. That philosophy was Marxism and communism, which begins with the premise that God, there, there is no God. This is a critical distinction that is also articulated in our nation's birth certificate. He says, then he goes on, we know the language well, the famous second paragraph that we used to have children memorize in school, and they don't do that so often anymore, but they should. Wow. Mm. So he's saying that we need to bring God back into the classroom. It's sad that we don't. We should. And this is one of the reasons why our situation in our country is in the predicament that it is. And he goes on and he talks about, you know, oh, he talks about, you know, the creed, um, you know, uh, the, this nation, you know, the unalienable rights uh, that are given to us by our creator. Mm-hmm. And he's just using biblical language, Watch biblical space, themes. Eh? So, yeah. 
So anyway, he was put in there for a reason. And um, so, yeah, we'll watch this space. But it's fascinating just listening to that. Yeah, that is absolutely fascinating. I I was reading an article since there was an outage today <laughs> on understanding Bible prophecy. And the, the author there was talking about how there is a real push for this thing called post-millennial utopianism, mm. the idea that you appeal to the government to legislate laws so that God's kingdom mm-hmm, can mm-hmm, can mm-hmm, come. And so mm-hmm. hearing you say that, it's like, wow, it's so important for us to really understand Bible prophecy and how to understand Bible prophecy from a biblical perspective, not from any other worldview. And one of the reasons why the United States is so in favor of Israel right now is because of their understanding of Bible prophecy. That's right. That's That's, that's, we got run out of time, but uh, don't go anywhere because we are about to listen to the news, which I'm surely going to tell us about Optus, and then we're going to continue with these things and many more right after that. You're listening to Faith FM. Positively different radio. You have questions you need answered? The popular question of the day segment has moved. Lyle Southwell will answer every Bible question you have on his new time spot Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Faith FM. During the Afternoons with Shell program. So send your questions to info at faithfm.com.au or text us at 4 Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim, you can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. Like a sunflower, keep your eyes on me. I will give you life I have set you free It's the Looking Up program here and we are just getting started on our broadcast, really, our program this afternoon. But before we continue in talking about uh, lots of news updates, uh, Pastor Danny was updating us on some exciting stuff that it's just amazing. In America, we want to let you know that we have a giveaway, a prize giveaway. There are eight copies of this little book by Mark Finley, and the book is entitled End Time Living, Essential Truths for Troubled Times. Does that sound oh, like a relevant book wow. or what? If ever there was Let one. me tell you a little bit about the book. The past is still with us. All of us live with the consequences of choices we made, quote, back then. What choices are you making today? How do you want to live your life in the future? Um, he's going to go through essential Bible truths in this little book that help all of us make better decisions in these troubled times. And uh, he'll help you understand Bible prophecy, find faith and hope, explore the power of prayer, gain release from past hurts, learn to trust in God in a crisis, and know that God is greater than your problems. There's just This is just the beginning. There's so much more. So if you're interested... In obtaining your free copy, then be in the running uh, for this book. There's only eight, so we'll release a code word a little bit later, Pastor Denny. Mm. Yeah, a little bit later. And, uh, yeah, just keep this number handy, 0488-817-624. And when we give the code word, then you can text in, and hopefully you're one of the first eight to do so because this book will come to you. Mm. We also received uh, a communication from a listener. 
Oh. How exciting. David is listening, and he says, Shell, Sharissa, and Danny, I failed typewriter class as a 14-year-old because <laughs> um, the teacher, I believe he means, had a, had a lisp, and if he had typing problems, I didn't want to ask for help. Also, not being, at a, not being a Christian at a Catholic school, I took Jesus off the cross when no one was watching because it felt wrong that he was on the cross hanging in the classroom wall. That's a comment from David. So good to have you uh, Thanks, listening, David, David and, and following along as always. We, we're excited to know that you're part of this, this program. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's, um, let's talk a little bit about what's happening in the Middle East and uh, yes. what that has in relation to end time, end time movements and, um, and Bible prophecy and some of the things we're talking about. Um, so I think... We're all aware that you know we've we've passed the one month mark since this. Uh, wow, that went real quick. Since didn't this it? since this war first broke out there in the Middle East, the September 11 moment for mm-hmm. Israel, October 7. So September 11, October 7, there'll be two two dates. Sadly, that will go down in infamy, um, and 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 the the absolute you know shock and horror of not only people in Israel but around the world of what took place on that day and. Now the shock and horror continues. You know, over ten thousand people mm. um, have been killed in Gaza. Um, more than four thousand children have been caught up in the crossfire or collateral damage. We're hearing that word more and more collateral damage, and so it appears. It really appears that there is no end solution in sight. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've got the secretary. Um, sorry. Yeah, is it the Secretary of State or the – I can't remember. Anyway, Anthony Blinken, he, he's been the, the US envoy that's been crisscrossing the Middle East fourth time during that month he was in Israel mm. uh, talking with the Prime Minister there and his cabinet in order to try and find a way forward. Then he's busy running off to some of the Arab states and talking with them and having, having meetings. And it really does seem like a stalemate. It really does seem like there's no solution. This has been going on since uh, yeah. world, since the end of World War Two, since the since Israel became a nation. I don't know if you heard what Donald Trump said about the war. What did he say? He He's said, always got something to he say. He said that if uh, that he could end it in 24 hours if he was pre- president or something like that. Oh, uh, with all due respect, that to was our... actually that was actually sorry, I, re- I was wrong. War. It was about the U- Ukraine and Russia. Uh, the Ukraine and Russia. Well, I think I I, I do think that um, our brother uh, Donald Trump probably thinks a little too too highly <laughs> of his um, diplomatic skills, and I really do believe that we're coming to the point where. People are realizing, um, nation leaders are realizing that we need to have an outside of politics solution. Mm. It has to be something that's that's not carved out by politicians. It needs to be from a different point of view. And so this is where our friend Pope Francis comes into the mix mm-hmm. because he has put out his encyclical um, not so long ago, Fratelli Tutti, and we've talked about this on the show, and Fratelli Tutti is uh, a sh- uh, an encyclical uh, that looks at social friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how do we get along? And, um, you know, fraternity and social friendships, uh, if I can just read this little piece here from Vatican News, are the ways the pontiff indicates to build a better, more just and peaceful world with the contribution of all people. 
people and institutions with an emphatic confirmation of no to war and to globalized indifference. And so in this encyclical, he, he, he talks about the world, where we're at, and this encyclical was first put together by him, signed through a document on social friendships and fraternity and peace and harmony between all, between him and one of the grand imams mm -hmm. of the United Arab Emirates. We talked about this. So the two got together. So a Muslim and the Catholic leader um, of the world. And so they got, they got together. And so this has been put in place now as an encyclical by Pope Francis. And so he sees himself as the one to bring about peace. And the Bible actually talks about this. Yeah. So if we go to Daniel okay. chapter 8, Daniel chapter 8, and here in verse 25, you know, I used to read this verse um, but now it is just coming coming home so much more in Daniel 8. And if you want to read a verse, where are we here? Daniel 25? 8 verse 25 is where we're going. Yeah, Daniel 8 and verse 25, what does it say there? Through his cunning he shall cause deceit to prosper under his rule, and he shall exalt himself in his heart. He shall destroy many in their prosperity. He shall even rise against the prince of princes, but he shall be broken without human human means. Okay, so this here is speaking of the Roman papacy, mm -hmm. uh, this passage. And through his cunning, um, that word there also can be translated through peace. Mm. Through peace. Now, depending, depending on the context, it's either in a good sense yeah. or it's in a deceptive sense. Yeah. And here, because we know the context, um, it's going to sadly be in a deceptive sense. And so we know that Pope Francis and the Roman papacy is going to be at the very front end of seeking to bring about a peaceful resolution. Mm -hmm. So it has to be, there's not going to be a political solution to this. Even a two-state solution that they keep uh, talking about, you know, uh, where we have a Palestinian state and an Israeli state, that's just not going to cut it. It has to go above and beyond that. Yeah. And we know that peace and safety is going to be the order of the day because of what the Bible tells us in First Thessalonians. Mm -hmm. Do you want to go there? Should yeah, we go to First, First Thessalonians? Absolutely, First yes. Thessalonians chapter 5. And if you want to begin reading in verse 1, just to pick up the context that we are actually talking about the second coming of Jesus. We're not just isolating a, a verse. Yeah, my Bible says it, it's got a heading, the day of the Lord. Okay. So it's the second coming. Yep, so begin reading in verse 1. But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. Verse 3, for when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman and they shall not escape. Okay, so peace and safety. Is that what the world is seeking for desperately today? Absolutely. In this polarized world that we live in. Mm -hmm. Peace and safety. So that is the cry of the world. Pope Francis, he is addressing this issue mm -hmm. of peace and safety. He's seeking to bring everyone together. He's seen, he's, he's seen more and more as, as the ambassador of world peace. Yes. Okay, so... If you want to keep reading, verse 4, 5, and 6 uh, continues there 
to admonish us as to how we ought to respond during this time. But you, brethren, are not in darkness so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. So there you go. So is this second coming? Yes. So in this second coming passage that Paul gives us, there is one phrase that sticks out that he zeroes in and focuses on. Mm -hmm. He's saying, in the end times, the cry will be for peace and safety. Mm. That is where we are living today, in that time. Mm -hmm. So peace and safety. Okay, let's see if if, if the Roman papacy will indeed lead the charge. Okay, Mm -hmm. And this is where the United States will also come into play. So if you go to um, Revelation 13... And we're looking at some scriptures that we've looked at before, but I think now they will be so much more magnified in the context of what's happening right now. Revelation 13 and verse 3 to begin with. And I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded and his deadly wound was healed and all the world marveled and followed the beast. All right, so in a summary, what's this passage you're talking about? Well, this Sea beast power, which mm-hmm. we understand to be the papacy, yep. based on all the identifying mm-hmm. features of it, if we study it out, um, received a mortal wound, so its power or its clout mm-hmm. in the world stage was taken away when the Pope was taken captive. That was in 1798. Correct. But that mortal wound, which is another word for mortal, deadly, mm-hmm. um, the Bible says will be healed, and suddenly all the world is mm-hmm. going to look to this beast mm-hmm. power and be a mar- they won't just look, they'll be marveling. They'll be marveling. Amazed. Amazed. If you look at that word marveled, I looked up that word marveled in the New Testament. It appears a number of times, um, and it's always in reference to either a miracle taking place or something astonishing taking place. Yes. Something out of the ordinary. Yeah. Okay? Which is what I've been saying. In order for there to be a peaceful resolution in the in the Middle East, in order for all to live in harmony with one another... There has to be something out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, if you go to Revelation 17, mm-hmm. and then we read what's going to be happening at the very end of time. So, verses 12 to 14. The ten horns which you saw are ten kings who have received no kingdom as yet, but they receive authority for one hour as kings with the beast. These are of one mind, and they will give their power and authority to the beast. These will make war with the lamb, and the lamb will overcome them, for he is Lord of lords and king of kings. And those who are with him are called, chosen, and faithful. Okay, so there you have it. Yeah. At the end of time, what do you want to say on this before I... Well, maybe you could comment there a little bit when the Bible talks about one hour. Okay. One hour is symbolic for a short period of time. Okay. Very short period of time. So the whole uh, world's going to come together behind him for one hour. That's right. For a short space of time. Short Why? Space of time. Because this power will seek to roll out the plan for peace and safety. Mm. The wound has been healed. And the whole world is wondering and marveling and following this power. Yeah. And this one mind, this one hour reminds us of the the theme of the G20 yeah. in India just last month. Or yeah. Just before last month. I remember you telling Nine, us about that. Two weeks ago. Let, let's be reminded of that. The New Delhi, um, G20 New Delhi Leaders Declaration. Okay. Yeah. One Earth, 
one family, one future. Huh. All right. Now let me read to you some of the some of the just some of the headings of their thirty of their twenty nine page document that outlined their objectives. Mm-hmm. Here we go. For the planet, people, peace, and prosperity. That's the preamble headline. <laughs> Let me keep going. A strong, sustainable, balanced, and inclusive growth. Yeah. Okay. Global economic uh, growth. Pre- preparing for... Okay, let me move on. Accelerating progress on sustainable development goals. Who was the one that led the United Nations in 2015 and said, we all have to sign up to the 2030 agenda, the 17 sustainable development? Who was the one that had the main speech and they all voted? Can't remember. Pope Francis. Pope Francis. Francis, He had a one-hour-long speech and they all signed up. Wow. In 2030 when Mm. he addressed both houses of Congress. I remember that. And the Supreme Court justices were there. Another first. He is the man, you know, like like this whole thing talks about, you know, Green Development Pact for Sustainable Future, um, you know, international taxation. Mm. It's in the document. International taxation, sister. (laughs) You can't make this stuff up. This is talking about a one-world taxation system. Wow. This is amazing stuff. And you know what? As much as um, people can come up with their peace plans, Jesus Jesus said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So he's the only one who can really bring true and lasting peace. Well, let's listen to Crystal Lewis. For such a time as this... And then we'll continue. Perfect. All right. I built my house here, alongside this mountain, this rugged mountain. Stand so tall. I've had a good life above the lowlands. It's more than I'd asked for, but less than I dreamed. I've often heard a voice call down to me. If you could. But the way is steep and a storm What? 
That was Crystal Lewis for such a time as this. And you are listening to the Looking Up program. It's a live broadcast today. And because it is, we have a giveaway for our listeners. But it's for the first eight people who text in today's code word. We told you a little bit about the prize giveaway um, in the last segment. But a reminder, the book is by Mark Finley, wonderful author, wonderful preacher. And it's entitled End Time Living Essential Truths for Troubled Times. If you're interested in learning how to trust God in a crisis, how to survive Armageddon, how to know that God is greater than your problems and remember that God created you and redeemed you. And if you want to know um, how you can understand Bible prophecy and find faith and hope today, then this is a book that you will want to get your hands on. So there are eight copies and the code word today is LU23. Optus. I was going to say Floptus, but they said no. <laughs> don't text that in. Don't text Floptus in. Text it. L-U-2-3 Optus. O-P-T-U-S. Text that in. And if you're one of the first eight people to do so, then this little book will come to you as a little gift, as a prize. The number to text is 0488-817-624. So that word again, Floptus. No, no. <laughs> LU23 Optus. We've already had a, a winner. Look at that. Uh, LU23 try, Optus. We're, we're trying to give some good positive publicity after, yeah. after the flopping, the, the floptus today. All right. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Have you got your seatbelt on? Yes. All right. We talked about the G20. Yeah. Okay, remember? One nation, yeah, yeah, one, yeah, one yeah, world, yeah. one what? What was yes. it? Yes. One, one, one family. One mind, whatever. One earth, one family, one, one future. One everything, all right? Yeah. And we discovered that's in Revelation 17. You can't make this stuff up. Yes. We talked before that about peace and safety, when they cry peace and safety. Yes. Now, just this week. What? I, what? No, carry on. Okay. Just, <laughs> I, was, I was responding to you. <laughs> just this week, like, yeah. I'm doing a little bit of Googling. Yeah. And I'm like, no way. Surely not. As I, as I, as I just bump into this whole new idea that I did had no, no I had no idea that before the G20 summit when the top 20 political leaders in the world the top 19 plus the uh, plus the European Union making up 20 yes before them there is what is called a G20 interfaith summit interesting G20 interfaith and um, and this was their theme, a journey of unity and inspiration. All right. Now, let me just read to you. So the G20, okay, they met, the political leaders met from September 9, September 9 and 10, right? Yeah. The interfaith G20 leaders, they met from September 5 to 7, okay, a few right. days prior. Okay, okay. So who's setting the agenda for who? Mm, okay, no guesses, <laughs> no guesses. What what we find fascinating here is that the politics and religion are coming together. That is fascinating, and I'm just like as you politics were politics and I'm... religion have to come together. That's what the Bible yes. says, and it's happening. And guess where it first started in Australia? Really? At the G20 summit that was held here in Australia in 2014, that was the first time the interfaith G20 summit met. Hmm. 
here in our own backyard. Well, as you were talking, I um, I just Googled to see what else was out there on that. And here is an article that happened at the end of that summit here in September. Uh-huh. And it says, G20 Interfaith Summit 2023 concludes with renewed hope and unified vision mm-hmm. for a better world. Mm-hmm. Um, fascinating. Well, let me share with you. Do you know what their theme was? Tell us. The theme was shaping world peace and sustainable development through interfaith harmony. Huh. It's all over. Wow. It's all over. I rest my case. Well, listen to this. Oh, okay. okay the okay. summit's agenda and this uh, and this one, they, they summarize the agenda, you know, talking about matters of religion, ethics, and technology, um, pressing challenges, encapsulating what they call the four C's. You ready? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. COVID. Yes. Climate. Conflict. And children. Wow. Isn't that interesting? Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So, so folk, we are seeing the religious and the political coming together. Yes. It's coming together in America more and more, and it's coming together around the world more and more. Right here, this this is this is not just some, you know, back room little mamby pamby meeting between some political and religious leaders that mean nothing at all. This is. 80% 80% of the world's economy. Yes. Okay. So they are realizing the politicians and the religious leaders are, are discovering we need to work together. All right. Now, yeah. you're ready for more. Okay. Okay. But there's more. more. <laughs> there's more. Tell I'm us. telling you, Bible prophecy is coming thick and fast. Now, we've got COP28. Uh-huh. All right. We've got COP28 taking place um, in November. Yes. Guess what? Tell me. Before COP28 takes place. There's COP27. There's, no, okay. no. There is, there, is, there is COP28, the faith leaders coming together. Really? Yes. Yes. And they've Where actually, did you see this? They have just met on Monday and Tuesday this week. This is hot off the press. Which press are you reading? Hot off Vatican News. Straight to the horse's mouth. Straight to the horse's mouth. Monday, Tuesday this week. Wow. Global faith leaders. Here's the headline. I'm telling you, folk, you're only going to hear it here on the Looking Up show. Global (laughs) faith leaders call for urgent. And she's fact checked me. So it's it's all all true. It's all true. This is not misinformation, disinformation. This is real (laughs) prophetic information. This is it. Headline, global faith leaders call for urgent action on climate change. Wow. Representatives of the world's religions have signed an appeal calling for political leaders at next month's COP28 climate summit to take meaningful action to respond to the urgent crisis of climate change. Wow. Okay, leaders from the Jewish, Buddhist, Sikh and Hindu communities along with representatives of the other major religious traditions. Okay, that would be that would be Catholicism, that would be the Orthodox, that would be evangelicals, that would be everyone the, the who's who in the zoo of the religious world, which included calls for the acceleration of energy transitions, protection of the earth, the transition to circular models of living in harmony with nature and the rapid adoption of clean energy. And they go on and on. I got one for you. And there's more, there's more, there's yeah, more. I got Don't one when you're me. done. When Don't you're done. stop me now. Don't stop me now. <laughs> the appeal also included a commitment to supporting the first of its kind... Faith 
Pavilion at COP28 and wow. convening at future COP conventions. So for the first time at a COP meeting. Coming together of religion going, and politics. I'm telling you. across the world. pavilion. Amazing. And so the signing ceremony took place in Abu Dhabi. Yes. At the conclusion of the first day of the Global Faith Leaders Summit on Climate Change. Yeah. All right. Now I've got something for you. Can I just finish off on one thing? Yes. For the first time in the history of COP meetings, Pope Francis himself is going to be there in person. When? At COP28 in November. Oh, that's this month. That's this month, yeah, this month and into December. Check this out. Update. This is Catholic Catholic News News (laughs) Agency, Catholic News Agency, hot off the press. This was November 2. Uh, the headline update, Pope Francis to attend COP28 climate change conference in Dubai in December. Okay, well, it starts off at the end of November into December. Pope Francis said in an Italian television interview on Wednesday that he intends to travel to Dubai, United Arab Emirates. By the way, that is where they signed that peace accord with that, with that <sighs> imam back in 2019. Yeah. Fratelli Tutti that became of that. For the COP28 uh, climate change conference in early, he says, this is what he's saying. I believe I depart on the 1st of December and stay until the 3rd. I'll be there three days. He goes on, he says, he says, where are we here? He says, um, the United Nations, uh, where are we? Is this him speaking now or not? Um, anyway, oh, here we go. Oh, unbelievable, unbelievable. It will be Pope Francis. This is straight out of Catholic News Agency. This is, Shell is just beside herself. She's just beside herself. Notice what it says. It says, it will be Pope Francis' second time traveling to the Middle Eastern country. In February 2019, he visited the UAE capital, Abu Dhabi, to promote interreligious dialogue and support the small Christian Minority. Okay. During the February 3 to 5, 2009 trip, he signed the document on human fraternity for world peace and living together. Wow. I rest my case with the grand imam of Al-Azhar, Ahmed El-Tayyib. Sorry, who was that? Al-Azhar, <laughs> Ahmed El-Tayyib. I've been well, practicing because I knew well. you were going to do this to me. I've been practicing all week because I knew she's going to make me repeat it. <laughs> Francis was the first pope to ever visit the Arabian Peninsula. Climate <sighs> issues and the environment have been a priority of Pope Francis' pontificate. So he has, he has, he has been to this place to sign the um, Fratelli Tutti document, yeah. basically, which was the, the, you know, the initiation of that with this grand imam. Now he's going there to be part of this climate agenda. What are the two big agendas on the planet right now? Climate change. Climate change and peace and safety. Oh, yeah. Peace and safety and climate change. They're the yeah. two biggies. Yeah. Okay. And he is in the thick of it. Amazing. Just as Revelation says he Isn't would be. Isn't that amazing? This I'm is very you. amazing. And I'm reading an article here from the KHAL. Anyway, it's another. And so, just, just, before, yeah, you yeah. Go, before you go there, and it says on October 4, okay, this year, he released his second major document on the topic of, of the environment, the apostolic exhortation, La Dato Deum, which mm-hmm, meaning praise mm-hmm, God, mm-hmm. in which he warned of grave consequences if humanity continues right. to ignore the threat of climate change. And so I'm telling you, it's all coming through. And this is, and the 2015 encyclical La Dato Si was 
was only months before the Paris Climate Change Agreement, COP21, where 193 nations signed up to this new big climate deal. Now they're looking to sign another big deal and he's heading there in person. He's already put out the, the, the encyclical. He's already signed off on the Fratelli Tutti Peace and Safety. It's all coming together, sister. Wow, that is amazing. But anyway, over to you because I've got uh, more. I've well, got more. Over to you. This well, is I was Bible just commenting prophecy. on what you're saying and, and reading an article from the UA, from UAE. And uh, I don't know how you say that. Is it the UAE? Anyway. Yeah, UAE, United Arab Emirates. But I'm just Emirates. reading the article about what you just said, and it's the words are amazing. It says, a powerful document by mm-hmm. 28 faith leaders, mm-hmm. you know. And then it's talking about the statement, just the little buzzwords that they're using here. It, the statement signed is a statement of urgency, unity, solidarity, responsibility, and hope. It's a strong message. Uh, demands uh, The Abu Dhabi interfaith statement demands transformative mm. action to keep 1.5 degrees Celsius within reach and serve affected the affected environment vulnerable communities it's just just you know the words that they're mm. using um that's amazing in terms of you know Absolutely. how we understand and 80 percent of the world's the population is religious yeah okay whether we like it or not 80 percent of the world's population claims to be religious yeah okay so when you've got the religious leaders of the world yes and we talked about this a couple of years ago they went to the vatican before wasn't last year's cop meeting which was at mount sinai and remember yes. those green commandments and the whole um, and so that were the previous ones at uh, Glasgow, I think, before yeah. that. And, the, yeah, the religious leaders, the big three and a whole bunch of others uh, came to the Vatican and they signed that, that, urgent, that urgent appeal to world political leaders. Well, this is going to give us a lot of things to talk about because the Pope's going to the summit. Yep. And just reading in the article here that before the summit, the president of COP28 met with Pope Francis yeah, in October. Yeah, I had that as well. Fantastic. Oh, I'm glad okay. you're covering they that. They met together in October, discussed the role faith communities can play in addressing climate mm-hmm, change. Mm-hmm. So this is the president of COP28. They, yeah, yeah. See what they come up with. We'll soon and find out. And it's in out. a Muslim nation. Wow. <laughs> oh, you can't make this stuff up. And Pope Francis, this is what he had to say. The Paris meeting was the best meeting of all, okay, the one that he, yeah. he gave his encyclical to. He says, after Paris, everyone went backwards, and it takes courage to move forward in this. So I'm going there so we can move forward. I'm telling well, you, sister, the Lord is coming soon. Hallelujah. Amen. And Aaron Schust is going to sing to us, my hope is in you. Amen. And we need to have our hope in Jesus. So let's enjoy this song as we continue. I 
rest in my selfishness. You show me grace. I worship you, and my heart cries glory. Hallelujah, Father, you're here. My hope is in you, Lord, all the day long. I won't be shaken by drought or storm. The peace that passes understanding is my. was bringing to us my hope is in you and uh, you are listening to the looking up program today we have been pretty excited here we've Mm. got so many exciting things to talk about and god's word is just coming alive as we are reading the news headlines as well in comparison with what the bible has to say well uh, before we continue on this exciting subject we want to remind our listeners that there is a giveaway today for the first eight people to uh, text in today's code word Um, The book is End Time Living, Essential Truths for Troubled Times by Mark Finley. And uh, you will really want to get your hands on this book. Just the title should tell you how relevant it is to every Mm, one of us. But the code word that you can text in is LU23OPTUS. Yes, you won't forget that. LU23OPTUS, if you text that into our number, 0488-817-624, and you're one of the first eight people to do so, you will be receiving this little book, Complimentary of Faith FM. And we also want to let you know we've been hearing from you. Thank you for your texts. And here's a text from um, our listener, John. John uh, says, Hi, guys. Thank you for the broadcast. Don't worry. God's kingdom is moments away. Daniel 2.44. Just after peace and security cry, Thessalonians, religion globally will be banned by United Nations, according to Revelation 17. 
and 18, that's what he believes. Then great tribulation starts, Matthew 24, 21 to 22. Then Almighty God will intervene and bring an end to this whole world system of things. Check out banning of all false religion globally. Around 25 scriptures just in the book of Revelation. Thank you for reading. And this is John. He's been a Bible student for 49 li- mm. years, lives on the Central Coast, and he says thank you. Thank you, John. Thank you, John. And we will certainly... Um uh, air, you know, look to comment on what you've just shared. And just reading Daniel 2.44, um, Charissa, you might want to read that for us, Daniel chapter 2, verse 44, that John has um, he's alluded to this scripture. Sure. All right, Daniel 2.44, this is a great verse. The Bible says, And in the days of these kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. Now, of course, this is speaking of the kingdom of God, isn't it? Yes. This is the kingdom of God, and this is in the context of that incredible prophecy in Daniel chapter 2 that outlines the history of the rise and fall of nations from the days of King Nebuchadnezzar and Babylon all the way through to our day and beyond to the establishment of God's kingdom. Yes. And that's just an incredible prophecy and you know, two and a half thousand years of history. And it's fascinating to me that those very similar words to that, Sharissa, are shared by, um, where are we here? It's 19, I'm pretty sure it's 19, um, no, is it 11, 19, um, where it talks about the kingdoms of this world have become the the kingdoms kingdoms of of our Lord and Christ and he shall reign forever and ever. Um, yeah, here it is, Revelation 11 and verse 17, if you want to read that. Revelation 11, verse 17. Oh, no, that, no that, that isn't the one. That isn't the one that I was looking okay, for. Okay. You, you know which one I'm talking about, don't I you? Do. I think it was in Revelation uh, 19. Yeah, that sounds Revelation better. 19, um, where is it here? The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and Christ. Yes, and- he shall reign forever and ever. Well, I can't, I can't find it right now. So um, when we find it, we will let you know where that is. Yeah, we will. We will let you know where that is. <laughs> We're both looking right now. <laughs> but it, it, is, it, is, it is fascinating that the Bible does talk about at the end of time, you're going to have the convergence of, of politics, yeah. uh, economics, and also religion coming together. There's going to be signs and wonders. And John spoke of Matthew 24, and there's going to be signs and wonders and miracles. Mm-hmm, there's going mm-hmm. to be great deception in order to deceive the world. So what, what it's all going to look like, we're going to find out. But certainly there will be the interplay between spirituality and, and what's going on in the world. So when, when the enemy starts pulling out signs and wonders, yep. miracles people's um, thinking will be changed very, very quickly from people who are sceptical to religion and so forth to people who become very much believers Um, because, you know, people trust what they see. They trust their senses. And so when they see these things taking place, they're they're going to say, well, this is it, you know, this is it. So um, it's, it's very interesting times that we're living in and the supernatural is much more um, of a focus today in the media, in Hollywood, than it ever has been. 
Isn't that interesting? Absolutely. I'm going to talk about that today, tonight in my seminar. Oh, I'm going well, to, we should just remind yes. everybody where that is. That's going to be taking place 105 Lindsay Street, Hamilton, in the community hall there in the Hamilton Seventh-day Adventist Church facility. It starts at 6.30 p.m. tonight. It's the Discover Hope seminar with Danny. He's going to be there in person. And tonight's subject, Solving the Mystery of Death. Mm. You don't want to miss this if you are interested in knowing what the Bible has to say. Discoverhope.life for more information. Amen, amen. And I found that scripture. Oh, good. While you were while you were giving that little promo, it's uh, Revelation eleven. I thought it was in Revelation eleven, verse fifteen. Verse fifteen. So this is at the end of time when the seventh angel is sounding. And I'm not sure if you've got it there, Sharissa. You go, if you want to you read go. it. Oh, you want me to? Revelation eleven, verse fifteen. All right. Just turning it up here. Then the seventh angel sounded, and there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. That's um, part of the hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, Handel's Messiah. That's Handel's Messiah. Well I nearly truly. sang, but yeah. That's well and truly. And we know that religion and politics and economics will come together because it says that in Revelation 18. Mm-hmm. In Revelation 18, if you want to read, here speaks of Babylon. Mm-hmm. And Babylon is, is that final one world government that will be established. And actually, before, before we get to Revelation 18, notice um, Revelation 17. And if you want to read verse 17, verse 16 speaks of these 10 horns, which is representative of, of all the world governments, 10 representing the entire world, the entire global political system that have given their power and authority to the beast. They will ultimately realize that they have made a, a massive mistake. Then in verse 17, if you want to read verse 17... Yeah. Of chapter and, 17? Uh, absolutely, yes. For God has put it into their hearts to fulfill his purpose, to be of one mind and to give their kingdom to the beast until the words of God are fulfilled. Okay, so they're of one mind. Mm. And then it goes on, and if you want to read verse 18. And the woman whom you saw is that great city which reigns over the kings of the earth. Okay, and who's this woman? This is, this is the Roman papacy. papacy. This is speaking of the Roman papacy. And a woman in prophecies a is church. a church, yeah. So whether whether this is God's church mm-hmm. as a virgin or apostate church described church, as, a, as a harlot yeah. in Revelation 17. So that tells to a beast. Yeah, absolutely. And it says she reigns over the kings of the earth. Interesting. Very, very clear language. She leads the way. Now, it's interesting in Revelation 18, it speaks of Babylon, okay, uh-huh. yep. which is the headquarters of this fallen system, this religio-political system that's going to lead the way. And in verse 3, if you want to read verse 3 in Revelation 18. For all the nations have... How many of the nations? All. All the nations. All the nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her and the merchants of the earth have become rich through the abundance of her luxury. So can you see that? So we've got... The kings of the earth, which is the political establishment, yep. as well as the merchants of the earth, which is the Fine. economic world. The, the economic world, okay, they are in cahoots. They are working together to make all the nations of the earth drink of the wine of her fornication. Now, what's the wine? The wine. The wine is another word for teachings. Yep. Okay. So whether it's good wine, pure wine, are good teachings, biblical teachings, truth. Yeah. But it doesn't sound good here. Wine of her fornication. No. So anything that's a fornication, and a fornication in the Bible is when 
Church and state unite. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, that's fornication. When it's an illicit relationship. An illicit relationship. And church and state shouldn't come together? They shouldn't. They shouldn't come together. No, they should be separate. Yeah, and if you think about it, every time it has come together, it's been bad news for God's it's people always throughout bad news. history. And in some countries today around the world, church and state are united. I've been to Iran. You know, they've been in the news. I've been to Iran, and there you've got the religious police. And the religious police are more to be feared uh, by many Iranians than, um, than the actual, you know, yeah. police. Yeah. Um, beautiful people in Iran, absolutely beautiful people. I had a lovely time while I was there in 2019. However, they very much have church and state um, together, Saudi Arabia, yeah. another nation that have church and state together. And many of those um, nations have church and state together in the Muslim world. And so it's interesting here that, that both the kings, the political leaders, and the economic leaders come together. And it says they rule and reign, this Babylonian system, which represents you know uh, falling away from Bible truth, which represents persecution, which represents everything that's anti-God. Yeah. Everything that's anti-God is Babylon in Revelation. And it says they rule for one day. The plagues come for one day. They rule for one day. They rule for one hour. And in one hour, you know, it mentions one hour three times. In Revelation 18, verse 10. In Revelation 18, verse 17. In Revelation 18, verse 19. It mentions one hour. Babylon will rule and reign for one hour, which is a short space of time. As we've already discovered, that taps into Revelation 17, Mm -hmm. where they are of one mind. And they rule for one hour with the beast, all the nations. But then it all comes unstuck. Sounds like it's going to come unstuck pretty quick. It will. I mean, and you, you can just even just read one of those um, one of those scriptures of the one hour. You can read, just read Revelation eighteen ten. Okay. Here the Bible says, standing at a distance for fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour your judgment has come. Okay. So and speaking of those those plagues yeah. that come, yeah, um, and so this is talking about what we are seeing right now. Hmm. Now back to what you shared, Sharissa, where the United Arab Emirate, you know, COP twenty eight president met with Pope Francis to discuss climate change. Why is he meeting with Pope Francis? He's a religious leader. Yeah. Why isn't he meeting with because the Archbishop of Canterbury? Canterbury. Why isn't he meeting with the? Because he's you know, a religious and a political yeah. leader. Yeah, the orth- exactly. He's not meeting with the Orthodox. He's not meeting with the Muslim yeah. uh, leader. He's not meeting with an evangelical. He's meeting with Pope Francis. That's amazing, isn't it? And how in all of these COP things, in all of these G20s, in these summits, they're being preceded by faith summits. By faith summits. Um, it would make the perfect person, it would seem, on a, from a human perspective, to bring together the politics and the faith would be the papers that because is spot it's, on. it's the only one that combines them both. Spot on, spot on. Folk, you have not heard more wisdom <laughs> spoken out of the mouth of Sharissa than you did just and then. And it wasn't my wisdom. Prophetic wisdom. <laughs> prophetic wisdom. wisdom. Praise <laughs> the Lord. That, that, that was very well summarized. Very well summarized. So, yeah, UAE's COP28 meets Pope Francis to discuss role of faith leaders in climate change discussions. What role do they have? This is what we have just read here in Revelation. Yeah. This, this is just absolutely incredible. Here we go. I'll just read this little bit here. It says the COP28 presidency collaborated. You know what the word collaborated means. I do. With the Vatican 
the Muslim Council of Elders and the United Nations Environmental Program to ensure inclusivity in the COP process by integrating faith organizations into climate discussions. Amazing. He says, inclusivity is a core pillar of the COP28 presidency and it aims to provide a platform where all voices are heard, including faith organizations, especially those focused on assisting vulnerable communities affected by loss and damage. This is going to include the whole world. Mm. And we know that if you go to Revelation 13, yes, Revelation 13, and this is where we're going to next. Is that all we've got? A minute 40 left. Have mercy. Okay, we've got one little section because I need to deal with some stuff that are very much in tune with what we're going to be looking at. So we'll use this as a bit of platform. In Revelation 13, if you want to read verse 16 and verse 17, please. The Bible says he causes all, this is the earth beast, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Okay, so this is talking about all. Free and slave, rich and poor, there's going, there, there's coming a new economic system. There's going to be an economic reset that's going to be environmentally friendly, peace friendly, in every way friendly, that's going to impact everyone. And guess what? One of the key slogans of the Sustainable Development Goals is leaving no one behind. <laughs> leaving no one behind. That's Straight nice. out of Revelation 13. Yeah. So, so we are there. We are there. So, um, yeah, we're, we're going to be coming up to the news very shortly. But before that, I'm going to be, well, just, just to give you a bit of a heads up, I'm going to be sharing with you a United Nations uh, proposal to link digital ID systems with bank accounts, the economy. Um, we're going to be talking about that. And so we're going to talk about some other things in connection with the Pope's vision for a new world economy. Well, (laughs) don't go anywhere, friends, because we're not finished and there's still more good stuff coming. Let's listen now as True North brings to us this song, He Lifts Me. Lord, 
show me the way in your house I long to reside I'm glad I've got you by my side the Lord he lifts me with his strong arms oh yes he does the Lord he lifts me with his strong arms oh yes he does the Lord he lifts me with his strong arms oh yes he does the Lord he lifts me with his strong arms oh yes he does You have questions you need answered? The popular question of the day segment has moved. Lyle Southwell will answer every Bible question you have on his new time spot Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Faith FM. During the afternoons with Shell program. So send your questions to info at faithfm.com.au or text us at 04 888 Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim. You can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. Looking up program, we are fast running out of time, mm, but there's still a little bit more time left in today's program. Uh, the Looking Up show, if you have a comment or a question, or if you want to text in today's code word, if there's still a copy available, I'm not sure, text in this code word LU23OPTUS uh, to the number 0488817624 and you'll be in the running if that hasn't already been claimed, if there's, there's eight copies, so you just might make it. So, where are we going next? Pastor I think Danny? there was a, a really uh, oh, yes. a really cool comment that, That's um, yeah, true. that we that we can look to answer. Yes, John uh, has been corresponding with us. Great to have you listening, John. And he added another text. Uh, we read out his first one before. Here's the second one. He says, Babylon the Great is the world empire of false religion globally. Not just Christendom. Includes all other religions that have not taught the truth of God's word. That's why the scripture in the book of Revelation says, Get out of her, my people, if you don't want to share in her sins. John, take care. Mm, yeah, thank no, you John. and John, thank you so much for that. And, and it's true. Uh, Babylon represents uh, all of the world's false religions. Uh, there's only one truth, Jesus said. It's a big in John, umbrella. John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. John 17, 17, Jesus says, Sanctify them by thy word. Thy word is truth. In mm. Psalm 119, 142, David writes, Thy law is truth. Mm-hmm. So Jesus is the truth. His word is the truth. His holy law 
of love is the truth. And so anything that is contrary to that, whether it be religious or secular, it matters not, mm-hmm. that is that is all part of Babylon. Mm-hmm. And uh, Babylon, as we have pointed out, represents confusion. It represents opposition to God and his will and his word and his ways, which are the best. And it's um, and, and, and it ultimately represents destruction. And yeah. that's where Babylon will end up. So it's the religious, the religious leaders, it appears from Scripture, will be putting pressure on world governments, beginning in the United States of America in particular, where the religious establishment will be putting pressure on the government uh, and the religious leaders will be receiving the pressure from the people. So the people will be putting pressure on their religious leaders that will be putting pressure on the government to legislate laws that are contrary to God's word and God's laws when it comes to religious freedom. Mm -hmm. So that's going to become... Uh, evident in the United States of America, and then it's going to sweep through the entire world like a tsunami. Everyone's going to be on board. We've just read about that. Mm-hmm. One nation. So starting off in the U.S. and going from there. And God indeed calls his people out of all false systems that that are contrary to the plan that Jesus Christ has for he us. All us, systems. All, he calls us out of every place of danger Absolutely. into a place of safety in Absolutely. Christ. Because ultimately in Revelation you've got two cities. Is Babylon and is Jerusalem. Yeah. Babylon and Jerusalem. So God is calling us out of Babylon, mm-hmm. no matter whether we're Christian, Muslim, atheist, um, New Age, whether we're into spiritualism, whatever we're into, it matters not. God is calling us out of Babylon. That all entails Babylon into the new Jerusalem that mm-hmm. He invites us to. And it's interesting That's in a the good point. and it's interesting in the New Jerusalem, according to Revelation twenty two, that God's people inhabit, they are the ones who are the commandment keepers. Mm-hmm. Whereas really, outside the city yeah. are the commandment breakers, no matter who they are, from what persuasion. I like that you brought that out, that you know God doesn't just call us out. He calls us out mm. and into. Mm-hmm. So his evacuation call out of Babylon mm-hmm. is an invitation call to be part of his end time. People that will be entering into a city yeah. where his law is loved and cherished. Absolutely. And the law of God is his character. Yeah. So those who want to live in harmony with the character of God, the characteristics that make up God's government, his constitution, they are invited to live in this place. And if you think about it, if you, if you didn't love God's law, mm. then you wouldn't be happy in right. God's kingdom. That's right. Because like, you just wouldn't feel like at home there. Like why do people come from all around the world to Australia? And like to the US and some other democratic um, nations, Western Europe. Why do people risk life and limb, literally, to, to, to move house, to leave everything behind, take a suitcase or literally take nothing but the clothes that they have on their back? Why do they do that? It's because they want to go to a country that has a constitution, mm-hmm. that has laws that ensure for their peace and safety, and for them to be able to practice their faith, Mm -hmm. for them to be able to have a voice and to have freedom of expression and freedom of faith in a new land. Powerful. So why don't people from Australia want to go, um, with all due respect, you know, to to some of these um, authoritarian, you know, communist countries and so forth, or some of these um, totalitarian uh, countries? Why don't Australians risk life and limb to go there? You know. Yeah, everybody naturally wants to be free. Exactly, exactly. So, so that's the reason. And it's interesting in Revelation 18.4 that John quoted, um, God calls 
his people, my people. It says, come out of her, my people. Yeah. There's a voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people. So these That's are God's people. These are God's people. He has people he all has. over the world in and every Jesus, religious persuasion. Indeed, in John, Jesus says, you know, there will be one shepherd um, with one flock. My sheep, wherever they are, will hear my voice and they will follow me. So in the end, when that call is made, come out of Babylon, come into God's end time truth, Follow Jesus Christ and his truth. There's going to be a tsunami, I believe, of people from every nation, tribe, tongue, and people, which it says in Revelation 14, verses 6 and 7, they're going to respond to God's final message of love to the world, the gospel, yeah. the everlasting gospel. And God's word, the Bible, mm. you know, it's it was, you know, is it First Timothy three sixteen uh, that says it was God breathed? Yes, yeah, and absolutely. So, yeah. yeah, this is God's word, and they hear God's word, mm, the amen. Bible, His words preached, yeah. the gospel, which is you know the gospel, and then they'll respond. And so the 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 issues at the end of time will be crystal clear. Mm-hmm. Be, they'll be crystal clear, and people will see that there's only two sides. Yeah, and either they'll stay in Babylon and and have peace, some kind of peace and safety and security, and be able to buy and sell for a season. Yeah. Or they will make a decision to follow Christ, even at the risk of economic sanctions and even death itself. But they are heading to the New Jerusalem. That's right. This world is not our final home. Exactly. They're heading to the New Jerusalem. And what a home God has. Absolutely. And so they put their faith and trust in the words of Jesus who said, Do not fear the one who can destroy the body. Okay? Yep. But fear the one who can destroy both the body and the soul in hellfire. Fear the one that will take away your eternal destiny. Fear him. Don't fear don't fear Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ gives you eternal life. And that's why Jesus said, do not fear. Mm-hmm. You know, Don't worry. Nothing can separate us from God like Paul says in Romans 8. You know, neither death nor life nor principalities. Nor, nothing can separate us from the love of God which we have in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. That's powerful. Powerful stuff. So, folk, as we head to the finishing line of this human history we can look up because we know our redemption is drawing near. That's why we call it the Looking Up Show. And indeed, we're getting there. I just want to share a couple more things, Sharissa. Sure. Um, this was, uh, this was a, a headline that I received back last month, um, October 31. The U.S. is developing a new nuclear bomb. Um, <laughs> the, and why was the question. And it goes on and says, it would be the 13th version of the B-61 line of nuclear gravity bombs. Now, this will be more powerful than the previous one by 5 to 1. Okay. The previous one, and I won't go through and read all these statistics here, but the previous one was about 60 um, times. This one is 300 times. Wow. So whilst the previous one... (laughs) Could um, literally th- this this is this is a small. You could literally fit this in the back of your boot of your yeah. car. Well, maybe not. Maybe in in, in your car, um, the B sixty one. But literally, this can this can take out over a million people. It's one yeah, twenty four times stronger than Hiroshima. Yeah, twenty four times stronger than the Hiroshima, um, which devastated those two cities, Hiroshima and Nagasaki, which wiped out you know I don't know sixty seventy thousand people. This one. Can can literally wipe out over a million people. Just one, and I'll show you. I'll show you on the. Uh, here we go. This is it underneath the plane. Oh, looks so small it's and small. harmless, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. And it's got so much power, so much power. It's able to do that kind of destruction. And we need to know that in Revelation eleven. And now, why do I bring this up? Because Revelation eleven, if you want to read verse 
um, Revelation 11 and verse 18. Yes, the Bible here says, The nations were angry, and your wrath has come in the time of the dead, that they should be judged, and that you should reward your servants, the prophets and the saints, and those who fear your name, small and great, and should destroy those who destroy the earth. Okay. We're able to destroy the earth now, aren't we? Yeah. Okay. This is a scripture that was that could never be fulfilled up until our day. Hmm. Destroy those who destroy the earth. Um, skeptics laughed and scoffed at this scripture as if we we're able to destroy this world with bows and arrows and stones and you know and whatever else. Now we can destroy this world. And so Jesus and so Revelation, the revelation of Jesus Christ says it's time for the dead to be judged. It's judgment time. The nations were angry mm-hmm. and your wrath has come. And so and it's time for to reward your servants, the prophets. So we don't need to be afraid because Jesus said in Matthew 24, there's going to be wars and rumors of war. Nation will rise against nation. But do not be troubled. Remember that? We talked about that. Do not be troubled for the end is not yet. Mm-hmm. The gospel Amen. needs to go to the whole world mm-hmm. before the end um, takes place. Let me read to you a statement um, from Ellen White. Um, she wrote a lot on this and her book, The Great Controversy, is just really, really powerful. I'd encourage people uh, to read that book. And um, this is what she shares. She says in that book, uh, Great Controversy, she says, Satan delights in war for it excites the worst passions of the soul and then sweeps into eternity its victims steeped in vice and blood. It is his object to incite the nations to war against one another, for he can thus divert the minds of the people from the work of preparation to stand in the day of God. Hmm. Can you see who's behind the war in the Middle East? It's not Hamas. Yes, Hamas is the puppet of, of Satan, and Israel is part of that, and, and a whole bunch of other people. All war, and there's over 30 wars going on around the world right now. It's not just in the Middle East, and it's not just in Ukraine, all around the world. And Satan is inciting that. Here's another statement, if I could read this for you. She says, I was shown the inhabitants of the earth in the utmost confusion. War, bloodshed, privation, want, famine, and pestilence were abroad in the land. My attention was then called from the scene. There seemed to be a little time of peace. Interesting she uses that language. Once more the inhabitants of the earth were presented before me. And again everything was in the utmost confusion. Strife, war and bloodshed with famine and pestilence. That's Matthew 24. Raged everywhere. Other nations were engaged in this war and confusion. War caused famine. War, want and bloodshed caused pestilence. And then men's hearts failed them from fear and for the looking after those things which are coming on the earth. Wow. That's what she shares. And... But she doesn't finish off with what we're going to finish off with. If you want to go to Luke 21, because this is our theme passage and why we call it the Looking Up Show. So nations were men's hearts failing them from fear for the things that are coming on the earth. That was Luke 21. And that was verse, where are we here? Luke 21. Am I in Luke 21? Yes, I am. 25. Yes, 25 and 26. Then read from verse 27 and 28, please. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. Okay, we're seeing all this happening before us. And so when men's hearts are failing them from fear... Uh, because of what's coming on the earth, when there's distress of the nations and perplexity, verse 25, then Jesus, these are the words of Jesus. 
mm. in connection with his second coming. He says, look up because your redemption is drawing near. We're about to hit Home base. Amen. I I just looked at that in the same that same verse in in the New Living Translation. Mm. What does it say? It says uh, verse twenty eight. So when all these things begin to happen, stand mm. and look up, for your salvation is near. Mm, I like that. Stand. 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 Take a stand. stand. We're there, folk. We're almost there. It's exciting. Amen. Well, thank you so much uh, for for pointing us to Jesus and for yeah giving us hope Amen. in these troubled times as we look to Jesus. We have a song from Alison Krauss in the palm of your hand. I think that's a beautiful Mm. uh, reflection for us to have right now as we think on these things. If I could have a world and all it owns A thousand kingdoms, a thousand thrones If all the earth were mine to hold With wealth my only goal I'd spend my gold on selfish things song. This is Alison Krauss. You've been listening to, I'm sure that that was Alison, I should say, in the palm of your hand. And look, 
time has gone very quickly on the Looking Up program today. It's reached its sad end right mm. now. But uh, we'll be back again next week. And uh, thank you, Pastor Danny, again for leading us um, through those headlines and also pointing us to the scriptures which point Amen. us to Jesus and the great hope of his soon return. Um, we're so close and mm. what a day it will be when we see Jesus face to face and we'll know that, you know, the second coming isn't just a theory. He's coming back for you. He's coming back for me. It's personal and Amen. that, that makes it, uh, very moving and very exciting. So look, as we, um, come to an end today, we just want to remind you before we close with prayer, uh, that there are two exciting programs. One is underway right now at the Hamilton Seventh-day Adventist Church in the community hall there, 105 Lindsay Street, Hamilton, Newcastle. Uh, Danny will be there tonight. Discover Hope series continues tonight at 6.30 p.m. Tonight's subject, Solving the Mystery of Death. You don't want to miss this. He's going to be unpacking what the Bible has to say about this um, all-important subject that touches all of us. Uh, let's face it. So if you want to know what the Bible has to say about death, then please come. You won't be disappointed. Then it continues Friday night at 6.30, Solving the Riddle of Religious Confusion. And Danny will wrap up his series at Hamilton on Saturday at 10 a.m. There's a double... Um, session there living the abundant life I believe he's going to be sharing some tips for wholesome living and then walking with Jesus what a great way to finish if you would like more information on that go to discoverhope.life and that Hamilton program will be followed by lunch on Saturday That's probably morning. the most important yes. point of the whole <laughs> That's right. There is a lunch on Saturday, so please come. And uh, following this, every Saturday afterwards, November 18, November 25, December 2 and December 9, Danny is continuing another series. You, busy man. Signs of the Times. Um, he's going to be hosting this series at the Bullaroo Seventh-day Adventist Church every Saturday for the next four Saturdays starting at 11 a.m. And here are the topics just to whet your appetite. Jesus, Jerusalem, and the end. A world on the brink, seconds to midnight. The perils of progress and prosperity. And finally, peace in the Middle East and the final showdown. These are current, very current titles and yeah. There'll be wonderful presentations if you can make it if you're in the area. Amen. So, Pastor Danny, I guess on that note, if you have a final word you'd like to share, oh, look, maybe you can close in prayer for us. I, I want to take us back to the words of Jesus. Um, and, he, and he talked about, you know, do not be troubled. There's going to be wars and rumors of war. There's going to be all sorts of mayhem. Don't be troubled. You know, the end is not yet. Um, the gospel will go to the whole world, the good news of salvation, and everyone will have an opportunity to respond to be part of my kingdom. And then he uses that same language of do not let your heart be troubled in John 14, which is one of my favorite scriptures where he says, do not let your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place here, I will come again to receive you unto myself, that where I am there you may be also. Amen. That's a beautiful scripture. So I want to pray now, and then I'll hand over to you for you to land the plane. <laughs> Father in heaven, we thank you again for the promises of your word. We thank you, Lord, that whilst this world is in utmost chaos um, and confusion, we thank you, Lord, that we have the blessed hope, the good news that you are coming back soon. And as we see these things, we can indeed stand up and look up because our redemption is drawing near. It's my prayer that each person will respond to the good news of the gospel, that we'll share this good news with others and prepare others also for your soon return and to be part of your kingdom where there'll be endless joy, peace and happiness. For this is what we want. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. 
Well, thank you so much. And again, thank you to all of you for joining us. We will be back same time, same place this uh, on this station next week. And um, don't go anywhere because this program is coming to an end, but there's another live broadcast that takes place in Adelaide. The Drive Time Show is coming up right after this. And I think you'll find that one to also be a very a great big blessing for you also. So until then, until next week, when we join you again, remember that fear looks around, regret looks back, but faith always looks up. So keep looking up, keep looking to Jesus. God bless you, and we'll join keep you next week. Up, don't give up, don't give up when there's pain deep in your heart. Keep looking up, don't give up. Don't give up should the tears begin to start With a prayer all your cares he will cast Into the depths of the sea His love is always there for me
Shine, let it shine, let we be saved. 